Gonzalez coming back to you on Firme, the Cuentos y Arte podcast. Mira nomas. Yeah, it's been a few days since I have recorded an episode, but we've had a lot of things happen the past few days. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole situation with the photographers and the models and, and the way that this particular photographer was treating one. That situation, of course, it hasn't it hasn't come to an end. It's not closed. It may not be closed for some time, but at least it's progressing with hopes of, of this not happening again to the talent and for photographers to, I guess you could say, kind of ensure that photographers do work safely with the talent they are respected. Doesn't give all photographers a bad name because of the way he acted. There were several photographers that that worked with him and were friends of his, and well, they're being, uh, you know, they're they're having things said about them, and of course it's that guilty by association. But they they are nowhere near like him, you know? and and that's coming to truth, and all that's being sorted out. And like I said, it, it will take time. And I, I know that we're going to be able to, to get through this as a community, as a creative community. It's just a very, very unfortunate thing that we've learned about. But through all that, you know, it's, it is a part of culture. It, it is a part of how a community operates together or opposes itself, or can actually spark change, sometimes very sad, painful, and unfortunate situations can bring about positive change. They can bring about the good in a community. Like I've mentioned before, it's like you, you never know how much good you have in your life until you have that bad moment. You never realize how much joy you see in every day until you have that that sad moment. And it kind of makes you take a step back as a person, as a creative, that, that that's what helps the community grow. And through this, this situation, some of the community especially in the talent, they are growing closer together because now they're actually interacting with each other. They're they're talking to each other. They're calling each other. They're messaging each other. They're saying, hey, you know, stuff like, you're not alone because I've experienced this too. And not in the sense of comparison, like, like I've said, that whole, you know, I've had it worse type of word. No, no, no. It's not like that. They're communicating in the sense of, you're not alone. We're going through this together. I've experienced something bad. You've experienced something bad. And I support you. I believe you. And I'm here for you. And that's a lot of the communication that's happening. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's making a difference. It's helping. And I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that that's coming together and it just makes me think 
contracts, written contracts of what the photographer is bringing to the table, what the makeup artist is providing, and what the talent is providing. And typically, those contracts help designate the rate of pay, whether the photographer and everybody, they're all going to be paid by the hour, by the half day rate, by a full day rate. It, it justifies the time and you know, people will even calculate that day per, per person and so the contracts are very important and there's a lot of talk about developing something like that and, and I'm glad to see that and there are a lot of, of models and photographers and makeup artists that work together that don't necessarily do this for pay course, yeah, it's, it's always great to get paid, but many of them do this in terms of practicing, rehearsing, working on concepts, perfecting their skill, trying to find something more original, and that is called TFP, which stands for Time for Print, meaning as a talent or as a makeup artist, I'll give that photographer my time they pay me with prints of the work that we photograph. And that was going back to, you know, the, the whole time when we only had film photography before digital. Now it would be probably uh, <laughs> TLD. <laughs> yeah. Or, or TFD, rather. It would be TFD. It's time for digital. It's time for download. Or whatever. I don't know. So... You know, either way, it's I'll contribute if you contribute, and we both, you know, we both mutually benefit from this collaborative effort. And that's that's you know a very common thing. That's how photographers refine their skills. That's how they get a better understanding of their equipment. That's how you know they try out new things. Same thing with models and with makeup artists. Like, well, I've always wanted to try makeup like this and like that and whatever. That's how they learn, and that's how they collaborate. And of course, through this type of effort, you make friends with each other. You you befriend each other, and you're not just working together on, on these creative efforts, but you you know start to see each other each other socially. You become friends, and it's not so much how they the, the work that they do or how organize their work or how often they work together but it's the approach it's the matter of how they, they put their professionalism together in there and that's part of what makes a community that's part of what develops a culture you know and it reminds me kind of the way I, I learned photography you know a lot of people they go to school and they learn that in, you know, formal classes or, or classes in, in college, um, different things like that, and they, they get their formal education in, in, in photography or art or, or what have you, and others, they teach themselves, they read a book, they go online, they watch a YouTube video or whatever, and they get inspired and they try things on their own, like, hey, I can do this, I'm actually good at this, and they enjoy it, and that's how they learn, you know, and 
was learning photography, I couldn't YouTube anything. You know, this was back in the 80s, man. <laughs> I couldn't YouTube anything. Uh, you know, there were no tutorials to watch online. There was not an online like that. <laughs> so, what I did was I, I learned from my dad. My dad, he was self-taught, quite literally self-taught, because he, he had an interest in this when he was a young man in the military, and he bought cameras, and he started to, to explore taking photographs, and he learned with them, and used a lot of film, made a lot of prints, and some things were great, and some things weren't, and he learned what the difference was, and how all that process goes. So he, he refined it, he learned it himself. And when I was a kid, you know, I wanted to learn, and he, he chose to teach me about darkroom printing, about photographic printing first, and he insisted that if I could have a good concept of printing, that I'll understand how to take pictures. And to a kid, I thought that was the most boring thing, all right, as a kid. I was like, this is boring. I don't want to be in a dark room with the smelly chemicals. Yeah, this is not good. When do I get a camera? When can I take pictures with a camera? Can I use your camera? What camera will I use? Will it be black? Will it be silver? Will it be both? I don't know. And I had all these questions that I wanted to play with a camera, you know? And he's like, no. No. Right here, dark room. Yeah. Got on something. Got them Right here. Dark room. Yeah. Dark room. And, you know, I would go in the dark room with him, I'd watch him, I'd learn what he did, I'd study what he did, and how he, you know, manipulated the paper and the trays and set the exposure, and he would talk to me about it. And then it was interesting, but I was like, all the time I'm thinking, what camera am I going to take pictures with? And eventually, he's like, okay, so now that you, you know, watched me make a few prints, um, photograph. Okay, look at this picture. Look at this photograph. Yeah, and that, that's right. My dad always called them photographs. He never called them pictures. To him, they were photographs. And he's like, this is the, you know, take a look at this photograph. And I looked at it, and I was like, okay. And he's like, okay, now this is the negative that made this photograph. Can you make a photograph that looks just like this? Make it absolute
wasn't a perfect match, I'll be honest. But it looked pretty good. And when I finished, I think I probably spent the whole day in there. <laughs> I finished, I showed it to him, and he's like, that's not bad. That's not a match. But that's not bad. And, you know, he took, uh, like, one of those old grease pencils, you know. If you don't know what it is, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. But he had one of those grease pencils, and he would mark things, and he made little notes and stuff, and circle things, and threw an arrow somewhere, and, you know, just kind of made all these markups on there. And I looked at it, and he started explaining all the markups, and he graded the print that I made. And he basically said, this is what done to correct it to this image. Okay, now let me explain. And he did. He explained all the little things that I, I didn't do or I didn't do properly. And he's like, don't feel bad because you've never made a print me. So I'm not expecting you to know. I'm not expecting a, a perfect print here. And I said, then why did you ask me to make a perfect print? And he was like, I tried to 
because I knew it. He thought I was giving him his print back. Said, oh, no. <laughs> I made the print. I made it the way he did. Second time in the dark room. And he looked at it and he looked at the corner and he looked back at me like, whoa. episode on community and, and if you want it, it's not just going to happen. You need to make it. So we'll talk again a la mañana about some more cultura and some more darkroom story. So, yeah. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being patient while I work on this this, this project with the community. And um, we'll be talking again. Bueno.